Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, you guys. So I want to just chat and update about life and talk about motherhood for a minute and being a mom in 2021 and 2022 and dealing with the chaos that is um, motherhood and what to do about it. So it is kind of hard to deal with the day-to-day hustle and bustle of motherhood. And I think that the system isn't really set up for moms. And I was thinking about how in my position, I'm lucky that if I need to leave work, if I need to flex out of work, which means I can sign off and then sign back in and work on the back end that time that I was away, how hard it would be for me to handle life. Like, for instance, Elliot had, let me just tell you how annoying and things are and how Ugh. Okay, so Elliot had his one-year doctor's appointment last week, and at his appointment, they sent me to the lab to do blood work. At that point, I wasn't exactly sure where the lab turns out. It's right next to his doctor's office, and I didn't really want to be a walk-in, so I went home and scheduled his appointment for another day and then didn't end up having it scheduled again until about a week later, and so that was today. And I, the convenience of the lab is that you check in on your phone and they text you when it's your turn. So I love that a lot because it does make things a little bit easier. Um, But uh, ironically, I was just waiting in the hallway for a long time. And then finally, um, they they didn't text my phone. I just went in and sat down and the lady just so happened to call um, Elliot's name next. And I was kind of thinking like, were you going to text me? Because there was a lot of walk-in patients and the place I was at, it's convenient if you just need to walk in and get blood work done and you don't really have anything to do. But my thing with labs are like, why aren't they organized better? Like, wh- I don't know. So this place, there's one technician, there's no front desk person, you check in on this tablet, or you can check in on your phone, and then from there, you, um, are, like, logged in, and then they allegedly text you, I didn't receive a text, I just went in and sat down. The room is kind of small, and so I didn't want to sit in there for a long time, I was waiting in the hallway until less people were in there, because I was like, there's no way people are sitting six feet apart right here. Um, and so we go in, and I go to the back, I'm not sure if she needs my health insurance card, my payment card, she didn't ask for anything, so I just handed her the doctor's paperwork, and we, she asked me some questions, and I went to sit Elliot down. Now, Elliot is one, he's a big boy, he was not having it, she couldn't find a vein, she suggests I go up the street to go get to go get his blood drawn so his appointment was at 10 I finish up at 10 45 sitting in the lab thing you might not think that's long but it's a long time with the one-year-old and so then I get in the car and I'm like am I really gonna drive up the street be a walk-in person at the lab core and get this blood work done 
At this point, it is almost 11 o'clock. Elliot hasn't napped this morning. He last ate at 8. So I gave him a boob in the front seat. And then I went to Chick-fil-A and came home. And I was like, you know what? I made an appointment for tomorrow at 3.15 after nap. So he can nap. He can wake up. He can have a little bit of a snack maybe on the way. Make sure he drinks some water. Because she was saying, like, if you give him some water, like, the more hydrated he is, the better. And I was like, yeah, of course he isn't hydrated. We've been waiting 45 minutes. Um, and he hasn't really drank anything since breakfast. And so anyway... We're going back tomorrow, and it's really inconvenient because it's, like, 30 minutes away. So it's not, like, right up the street, but it's just inconvenient because now my mind is going to be on. I have to take him to this, this appointment where he's going to scream and cry, and that sucks. But anyway, I, I wanted to say all that because I think it must be really hard to be a, a mom in this century and in this time and in this age where you're working. And I think a lot of things in our country need to change and change with the times because if women are waiting later to have babies, if most women who have babies are working moms, if all of these scenarios are going to happen, then the way we do school needs to change, the way we do um, doctor's appointments and visits. I really think it is the most convenient thing that no matter where you go, I did like this about the lab place. If I text you and then you text me when my room is ready and you're ready for me. Because I don't really know. And if you are a doctor or a nurse and you work inside of a doctor's office, can you please tell me why we have to wait so long? Now, I know there's a sterilization process that goes on now with COVID. By now, I'm sure each office has its own system. I just want to know... Like, where is the doctor after, like, the nurse will come in, do, like, the height and the weight or whatever, check, like, blood pressure, and then you sit for, like, 20, 30 minutes waiting for the doctor to come in the room. Are they busy in another with another patient? Are they reading over charts? Are they, and then they come in and do everything real fast and leave. And it's like, we could have did all of that. Like the minute I walked in, I just feel like the efficiency is lacking. And I think it's okay. Like sometimes, um, I can tell when offices have been busy or people get backed up or there's a whole bunch of, there's not really walk-ins at the pediatrician. It's more like if they're sick, you call and like try to get a sick appointment. Um, So I'm just kind of, like, confused. And I think as a mother with young kids, things could be easier for moms who have young kids. And I think, you know, when my kids are older, I'm not going to look back and think, oh, man, when I had kids, I had to do it this way, and it was so, so hard. You should have to do it that way. That's not true. Like, things should get easier as time goes on. We should get better at things as time goes on. So many people who are older will say, oh, back when I was pregnant or back when my kids were little they did this or that, or we didn't worry about this or that. And that's cool. Like, I'm really great for you. Like, good for you. You didn't worry about germs. I do. Good for you. You weren't, you know, they stayed out, whatever. But in 2022, parenting, or I'm saying 2022, 2021 and 2022, like parenting's different. Times change and they're supposed to. And so I just feel like my frustration with the doctor's office is like, it's just a normal part of having kids. But Like, for me, it really is just an inconvenience in my day tomorrow. But for another mom 
who leaving work early could mean losing money. Like, that's serious. And so I just think the system needs to be a little bit better, and I'm not entirely sure how to help it. Again, we'll talk about more, more about the system when we get into the MADE episode. I'm going to keep reminding you to watch MADE. It's taking me a while, but it's really good, and I can't wait to discuss it. So that's my annoyance with the doctor's office, and I just am super annoyed that tomorrow afternoon, like, I have to spend my afternoon... I don't know, like dealing with the doctor's office, but I'm also really thankful that it's just to get blood drawn and, you know, we're going to do what we got to do. I'm really tempted to just go back tonight, but I don't think I'll make it. And so we're going to have to go tomorrow. And then hopefully after that, the week kind of levels out. Um, so if that wasn't hard enough on Thursday last week, Water spilled on my laptop and it died. And so I was not able to work uh, the rest of the day Thursday or any day on Friday. And then today's Monday and I'm recording. Um, I had to go run to the doctors to get blood drawn. Didn't even work. Come back and work. And so um, as nice as the break was, let me tell you two things about this, what what happened. I've been working crazy hard and um, been completely burned out and completely stressed. So on a level, I was really, really frustrated when my computer stopped working and I tried really hard to save it. Um, But then I took it as, you know what, God's giving me a break. There's no way I can like, sometimes when the work from home life is definitely the best life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, It's, I'm really grateful that we're continuing to do this right now. But it is kind of hard sometimes to mentally check out away from the office because your office is always there. And so for me, like during the week especially, it's like, okay, I know tomorrow I have to get up and do this case and do this and check on this person and do whatever and whatever I have to do for work. So there's that. But then on top of that, it's it's hard to, let's say I'm going to take a day off. It's really hard to take the day off and not be worried or concerned with work because I know like, should I really take the day off? It's just this weird cycle. And I think I've told people before, if I haven't told you in a while, take your days off, take your vacation, um, check out because life is too short and you are never going, when you're on your deathbed or when you reach heaven or whatever, you're not going to be like, man, I wish I worked another day. You're going to think, man, I wish I hugged my kids. I wish I played with my kids. And that's been on my mind a lot because honestly, the, the balance and the struggle, it's, it's not an easy thing to balance. And so, um, anyway, I was just thinking like, well, now I have no I can't work. It's not like I could and I decided to take the day off. It's literally my computer is broken. I have to wait for one to come. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to recharge. I'm not going to clean the house. I'm going to hang out with the kids and breathe. And it was like a much needed break. And I feel like God almost like forced the break for me because it's such a like I've been working really hard and it's been like a hard thing to balance. So it was like, here is, um, a chance to, to kind of breathe and deal with your kids and have some chances to relax and everything. But aside from that, so that was really frustrating, but because of that, I'm completely behind on work and I have a lot of catching up to do. And so that's stressful. And here I am podcasting 
but I'm doing it during my lunch break, so I feel like it's okay. Um, and I think sometimes when bad things happen to us or it seems like bad things happen to us or we seem frustrated, it's really sometimes God is working behind the scenes. And I think in that moment, God was working behind the scenes, but it has been kind of like a frustrating, busy time where I'm just craving things to be normal and to like be on a routine and to like figure my life out. I think I talked about it last week. Everything just feels super chaotic and I just have to organize my life so I can prioritize myself and be the person I envision myself being um, and take care of my kids and do all of the things. And it's hard. Also, Elliot, I don't know. I feel like every month he has a growth spurt. He was nursing all night last night. And I'm like, you don't do this. Yes, you nurse often. Yes, it is once or twice a night. It is not all night. And it was literally all night last night. And so I'm also exhausted, but still feeling really thankful for my kids and my family. And so I want to tell you guys about something that happened to somebody I know. And the reason why... um, I'm just being really, really thankful this week and in this moment, even with the chaos and the that I have to deal with this week, um, why I'm really thankful. And we'll get into that in a couple minutes because I want to give it like good time and intention. So I just want to say that I got up this morning and there is frost. I know it's November. It's now November um, 3rd as I'm recording this. I got up this morning. And there's frost on my grass, on my car, on my windows. And last night we had a freeze warning. And so um, the kids actually ended up sleeping. Well, that, well Elliot always sleeps with us. But because um, it was, I just wanted us all to be like warm. And not that the house was cold. The house was actually like comfortable because we have heat. And then that made me thinking about how grateful I am for like warm beds and full bellies. And that always gets me um, emotionally when I think about my kids is I, I feel the the most pride and also the most gratitude when I think about the fact that they have clothes they can wear, shoes on their feet, food in their bellies and warm, warm, safe place to sleep because that's not the case for everyone. And in speaking about gratitude, um, I wanted to bring up something sad that made me really reflect on my life and um, just being thankful. And so this is like a trigger warning. If you're dealing with a loss, you might not want to listen to, um, anyone else dealing with a loss. So that's, that what, that's what I'm going to say. But I was at home, I think on Sunday and I received a message that, um, a woman that I worked with, um, and I had the opportunity to work with, on um, a, a project at work had passed away um, right after giving birth to her her daughter. So her newborn baby was just born and um, she went into cardiac, cardiac arrest and passed away. And she leaves, so she leaves behind six children and, you know, uh, a grieving husband and father. And um, I didn't know her well, but I knew her enough. Does that make sense? Like when you work with someone, you see them, you talk for a minute. Um, like I said, we got to work on a project together. She was always just so sweet. And um, 
you can actually see the news story on it. Um, her name was Melanie Joyner, and I will be linking her GoFundMe in the description of this episode because um, typically I don't link GoFundMes. I know GoFundMe has like a questionable reputation in terms of some people, but because I, I knew this woman um, personally in my real life and um, know that there's a family now that has this need, I just wanted to... Um, if you are in the season of giving already, or if it's been on your mind, or if you're like, can I do something? Giving to this family would help. Um, and I just think about this newborn baby and um, just kind of needing their mom. And that is what gets me emotional. I'm not going to linger on it because for my like mental sanity and health, uh, really diving into that, my heart will just break into a million pieces. But anyway, moving forward, um, I did want to mention that the family is trying to wear, raise awareness about the disparities um, in maternal, fetal medicine and health for women of color, for specifically black women, and how there seems to be, you know, the rate at which black women pass away in childbirth is like exponentially higher than any other race, and how there seems to be a lack of care. And I've heard numerous birth stories um, about women who were turned away, who didn't get an epidural, who were told to toughen up and or to tough it out for a little bit longer, or um, had tried to call the nurse and the nurses wouldn't come right away. And there's nothing against our our health system. I mean, nothing against like healthcare workers. I should say our health our healthcare system is trash. But our health workers, our our nurses, our doctors, there's just like any type of people. There is a lot of good people. I have experienced amazing. Um, and good childbirth scenarios with my children. Um, I never feared for my life. And honestly, with my husband, I feel safe. He's always been a voice in my births um, in terms of like speaking up for me um, when I'm in the middle of a contraction and I can't speak for myself. And so um, there is just this disparity. And it's heartbreaking. And sometimes in life, there's, there's literal things that no one can do. And that's understandable. But the evidence and the research shows that there is this, um, this kind of gap. And so I'm not sure how to close that gap. I'm not sure how to make it better. Um, but I would like to, and I think just bringing awareness about the disparities when it comes to uh, maternal fetal medicine and health in the African-American community is the only, you know, my little platform is the only thing that I could do. And, but what it had me, me think about in this scenario was how grateful I am to have had, you know, two successful vaginal births with both of my children. Um, and in both scenarios, pretty quickly after with Mia immediately afterwards, like had them on my chest nursing. And I'm really thankful for that experience. And I'm thankful that I was okay. With my first birth, I did hemorrhage a bit. And that was a little bit, you know, scary. Um, And uh, Ethan worried about that with my second, but I was fine. I was completely fine. Um, And so in all seasons, just remember, it just reminds me that, you know, everyone's days are numbered on this earth and treasure those moments with your kids. I was so stressed out 
about being away from work because I knew that I was going to have a big pile on my desk. I do have a big pile, not literally, but in my virtual desk of work to do. And lately I've been feeling like a crappy mom because Mia will ask me to play throughout the day. And at certain times of the day, you know, if Elliot needs to go down for a nap or I need to get cases done, I can't stop and play. And that's the reality. Um, but on my hours off of work, like once I clock out, if she wants to play dinner can wait 20 minutes, um, unless the baby's starving, (laughs) then I can just give him a snack. If she wants to play dishes can wait until, until later. And I'll set a 45 minute timer to play. And then I'll say, listen, I have to do dishes or I need to make dinner, but once we're done, we can play again. And I make good on those words. And Because at the end of the day, no one thinks about how you should, I wish I would have worked one more day. And with kids, I'm just painfully aware of how quickly they grow up. Honestly, it gives me a ton of anxiety, the thought of my kids aging and me aging. I have severe anxiety about that. But um, I'm going to let go and let God turn in, turn off, turn in, turn up. Um, And, but I'm just thankful for the moments that they want to play and they want to snuggle and I'm thankful for my kids and I'm thankful for my home. And so I was feeling crappy because, you know, I was offered for two days and I got to play. I really did. And then I um, had to go back into work on Monday and well, not into work. I logged on the computer. I'm at home and Mia's like, can we play? And I'm like, yes, but first mommy needs to work. And um, Instead of just like feeling bad, I just am thankful that I'm able to work. I'm thankful that I'm able to provide for my family. And even though my life isn't where I want it to be, even though there's a lot of work ahead of me, um, personally, professionally, like I would rather work for myself and um, develop this other business that I'm working on. But I have kids that are healthy and I am healthy. And if the worst part of my day is that Elliot has to go get some blood drawn, for his one year checkup. Let let that be the worst part of my day and move on from it. Um, I'm really am dreading it, but thank God he's healthy. Thank God I'm okay. Thank God I could breastfeed for a year. Thank God, you know, he didn't spend any time in the NICU. Like just thank God. And so whatever you're walking through, take a minute and look at those precious faces. I don't care if they are four months old or 14 years old or 24 years old. Look at your kids. You did a good job. You're doing a good job. And the little things matter, but really it's that time that matters most. So we are practicing gratitude. We are being thankful for each and every single day and for the moments and times that we have with our kids and prioritizing spending time with them and loving them and um, just kind of taking care of them and then also taking care of yourself. And I saw this, I'm going to remind you every single week because I have to be reminded every single week. I have been stressed out because I have friends coming over this weekend, which isn't a big deal, Um, but they're not friends that I see often. So there's our best, let me just tell you how I feel. There's our best guy friend, Jordan who is over all the time. So he's seen my house clean. He's seen, he's seen my house trashed. But the truth of the matter is I don't really like, I'll try to tidy up before he comes over. Um, this is Ethan, my husband's best friend and my best friend from college, um, the godparent to our, our children. And 
we, um, but so when I have like friends that I don't see as often, their level of understanding, I guess like my day to day, I think is different. And I acknowledge that like we're all in different places in life. And so the stress of just like making sure everything's cute, clean and tidy, because it's the first time they're coming to my house and not my apartment. That's how long it's been since they've been over. I did see them, I think maybe in September. So it's not like I haven't seen them ever, but it is different. And I think that, um, but my reminder to myself and my reminder to people is we see on social media, we see on TikTok, we see on YouTube, we see on Instagram, we see maybe Twitter is not as much, but these perfectly clean, immaculate homes, right? And they, what I always say when I see them is I don't know how they do it. And Something I noticed, I watched this one video of this home and this, what the woman was kind of showing, like how she keeps it clean. She had two little kids and was cleaning all day long. And not once in that video did she stop to play with her kids. And there's no shame in that. Like everyone has their own lives, their own scenarios. But for me, I talked about Mia wanting to stop and play and me not being able to. That's just so important. It would be very different if I wasn't working. It would be very different because then I could allocate our day a little bit differently where I could say, you know, I'm going to like, because my kids are good to play by themselves or for themselves for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And I can speed clean in that time. I set timers all the time and for like 15, 20 minutes, like get, get stuff done. And that helps. But you will have time later in life to have a clean home and obviously take care of the necessities like you know so what there's goldfish crumbs if you vacuum them up now are they going to be more yeah so wait until the end of the night things like that whereas it just depends on my day some days I'm really like anal and I try to get everything done throughout the day and then some days I'm let stuff go because I decide it's more important for me to let my kids play and to play with me because they're only this little once. And one day when they're grown, you know, I want to say far off into the future, but it's going to go by fast. And like I said before, thinking about that gives me anxiety. One day they're going to be 16 and they're going to want to play with their friends or hang out with their friends wherever teens hang out these days. I don't know. Hopefully in my basement. (laughs) Um, One day they're going to want to be out with their boyfriend. One day they'll be off in college and have their own apartment. And in those moments and in those times, once my kids get to that age, yeah, my house will be clean because there'll be less things to do. There'll be less laundry. There'll be less dishes. There'll be less chaos. And I think we just need to appreciate that chaos. It's not to say that you can't ever, because I'll say I've been working on this. It's not to say that you can't create a schedule, that you can't create a structure to have a functioning home, right? Dishes being done and trash being taken out to me are in the va- and then vacuuming are the three top things on my list. Once a week, bathrooms get cleaned surfaces get cleaned as I go and but if my dishes are out of my sink and if my trash is out I can operate because I need to feed my kids and I need to clean up after them and then of course the ever you know never ending laundry load but it's gonna seem so trivial when they're old when they're older you know and obviously like if I have people coming over I'll put in like the extra effort and you know I try not to be literally a mess all the time but the reality is is life is crazy crazy chaotic and 
I would rather just play with my kids. And so if you have a messy home, first of all, it's hard. Second of all, one day it'll be clean. And third of all, if you can, and even if you, it's a stretch for your budget, maybe save a little um, this holiday season and treat yourself to a housekeeper. (laughs) I have one come once a month and it's a game changer. It doesn't stay clean forever though. I wish it did. Um, I really wish she came once a week. That would actually change my life, but I would, I don't want to pay someone to do that right now. Um, or I might up her to every other week for my sanity, but if you can just ask your spouse for that for Christmas, I guarantee it's the best Christmas present. Um, I actually had it gotten it for my birthday last year. I think it was my birthday. I'm pretty sure it was my birthday. I don't remember what holiday or it was. Maybe, I feel like, yeah, it must have been my birthday last year. And um, it was great. It was amazing. And I was like, great, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Please come back. And she has since then. And it's been really um, wonderful. But so take time in your day to take care of yourself. Also, I realize as moms, we I talked about it last last week, how I want to kind of take care of myself now moving into a cocooning phase. Um, I don't drink enough. Sorry, I don't drink enough water and I a lot of times don't eat. And so what I've kind of decided to do is get these little shakes that because sometimes during lunch I'm, I'm busy and sometimes in the morning I'm busy that if I can have like a protein shake and a banana or something like I can quick and don't have to like really use my hands for because um, a lot of times it's like getting me into school or sitting and getting into a meeting and putting Elliot down for a nap. And so just having a shake that I can drink to at least give myself the nutrients. Because I mean, I'll just be hangry most of the day, right? Because I don't have a chance to eat. But I started thinking about, you know, one, I'm still breastfeeding. And two, I want hair, skin and nails to be great. And three, nutrition is important, not just so you feel full and you're not hungry, but to take care of your body. And I want to live a long life. And so not eating is not the way to do that. Um, or eating a bunch isn't the way to do that. So just having like quick little shakes that I can grab and drink. I'm not drinking anything from any MLMs or anything like that. I literally am just make bought like a bunch of like little protein shakes and I'm going to just drink those or I have a couple meal replacement ones too, or at lunchtime do that instead of trying to sit down and eat. And, um, that kind of cuts my time a little bit. But I need to make sure what I realized is Ethan is transitioned into working in the office as well as working longer hours. And I end up being more frazzled just with me by myself, by the kids working at home and doing all of the, the school pickups, drop offs. It's a lot. I really probably should hire some help. I would rather use that money for Disney World. I'm not going to lie. I'd rather suffer for the next three months and then spend a crap ton of money in Disney. Um, Well, not like, well, yeah, Disney's expensive. If you go to Disney, you know. You just know how expensive it is and um, how crazy reservations are. But um, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, having the shakes, I think, is helpful. And then dedicating you know, two out, two times a week to work out instead of five times a week. I think a lot of people bash the smaller steps or a lot of people bash themselves for not doing enough. If you can only exercise Mondays at 
7 a.m. That's crazy. I wouldn't do that. But if you could, that's it. Or if you could only exercise on Saturday and Sunday, because that's the day your husband's home. Are you walking around with your kids? Are you playing with your kids? Are you being active? Can you set your Fitbit to go off every hour so that you move for 10 minutes? Um, Do you have a Fitbit so that you're active? Little things like that go a long way. And diet and exercise really... um, And I'm not talking about dieting. I'm talking about the food that you eat and exercise will help no matter how often you do it. And obviously, if you're like me, you want quick results, I'd rather be able to work out seven days a week, give it an hour, hour and a half, and have time to do that. One, I have small children. It's not possible. Two times a week is possible. And um, just give yourself grace in the seasons that you're in. A lot of times we want to be moved on to this next season. I can't wait in a level on a level when Mia is at school all day, my, my life's going to be a little bit easier. I'll have one baby at home. He naps. I'll have that nap hour. Um, when she's at school, I don't have to worry about stopping in the middle of my day to go pick her up and bring her back and do lunch. It'll literally be like when my lunch break starts, me and Elliot have lunch. After we're done with lunch, he goes down for a nap. I work for a couple hours, sign off, go pick Mia up. It's going to be a smooth system, but I really enjoy the fact that she's home. So just acknowledge like the hard sucks. It sucks so bad, but usually the hard isn't forever. And hopefully that gives you a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. For me, the tunnel is really long, but we're going to make it, y'all. So with the change of season and speaking about having this long tunnel, Elliot just woke up. Do you hear him? Okay, hold on. So with the change of season and um, everything kind of moving forward, all of a sudden it's darker. I think we change our clocks this weekend, which I'm not a fan of doing. And now I'm trying to record with the baby in my lap. Um, and... I, um, that light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like when the winter comes, my, my mood changes and shifts and I could even feel it in the air this week as it's gotten colder. And so, it's like I have to con consciously challenge against that. I don't know, negativity that comes with the seasons get colder and the days get shorter. Um, Self-care is super important. A lot of us like to dive headfirst into the holiday season to kind of distract us from our blues, so to speak. Um, but I won't be doing that quite yet. I still want some pumpkins and to live in the fall life um, until Thanksgiving and then to start... Christmas shopping and getting all into the holiday spirit, but we'll get into that later. Um, I have to go because I have this little baby who is now awake and um, it's the story of my life with recording. But I wanted to remind you, if you are interested in donating, you can go to the GoFundMe link. Again, I don't usually do things like this, but because I like knew knew um, her, I, just, I knew Melanie, I just wanted to um provide that if anyone is 
ready to give or able to give. But also, even if you can't, I just want you to give yourself gratitude, like not just yourself, give God gratitude and look at and be just be thankful for your children, whatever age, whatever stage, whatever is going on with them. I was sitting at the, um, this is a lot, one last thing I'm going to say. I was sitting at the place to get Elliot's blood drawn yesterday. And there was a little girl who um, had some sort of disability. I'm not sure if it seemed like it could potentially be um, Tourette's. And I, I've known multiple people in my life who have had Tourette's. And they're some of the sweetest, greatest people. And I could tell her mom or whoever was with her was getting kind of... You can hear me like clangering around with the toys. <laughs> was getting... Um, Sorry, guys, this isn't really professional, but anyway, was getting frustrated with her, and um, I wanted to tell her, like, hey, it's okay, I have friends, I've known people, like, you don't have to worry about any outbursts your your child may have, like, you don't have to worry about that with me, um, I'm not gonna judge, and I'm not bothered by it, and, um, and it was in that moment that I realized, like, you know, well, they, I'm thankful my kids right now that we know of don't have to face those challenges. Because that's a challenge. And I felt for that that mom or that caregiver because that's a challenge not just for that child but for that mom because now I'm sure she's worried about her child um, in every aspect of her life. And so there's so much to be thankful for. And it's not to say that, like, if someone has that, it's bad. I just it's an admitted challenge. Like it's another hurdle in life. Um, and so, um, a guy I went to college with actually had it and we worked together and he's great. I love him. And, um, he's, he's actually doing pretty well. I think according to Facebook, I don't know. And, um, so there's just a lot to be thankful for even going into the season where I usually get depressed. is like right around now. Cause it starts to get dark and cold, but trying to just be upbeat and helpful and um sometime this weekend if you can even if it's just for an hour do something for yourself that you wouldn't normally do um buy that $30 sweater even though you would never buy a $30 sweater if you're like me I like will shop deals and even they'll still be cute but I'll shop deals um try out that little cafe that you've been wanting to try and grab a cup of coffee Saturday morning read that book or get that audio book you've been wanting to read but haven't had a chance to take a bubble bath get your nails done do something for you mom because life is short and we have to take care of these little humans but we also have to take care of ourselves so i'm going to end on that note and i will talk to you all next week i have a little tiny one-year-old crawling all over the couch playing with tambourines and um my husband and three-year-old are still asleep so I got to go deal with that. But I hope you all um, stay safe, stay well um, as we are in RSV cold flu season. And, you know, there's COVID. Just wash your hands frequently. Wash your kids' hands frequently. Wash your baby's hands frequently. Um, that's something you might forget to do is like wash your baby's hands. I always can tell me and my three-year-old to wash her hands, but I've just started making it a habit that if I'm ever going to go wash my hands, I need to go ahead and wash Elliot's. Um, 
besides like if I was in the bathroom, but if it's just for any other reason, I might as well be washing his too. And that's probably a good rule. Um, if you have a baby or like a one-year-old really where they don't wash their own hands, just so you can remind yourself, you know, let's wash hands. Anyway, uh, we'll talk more about the challenges of this season next week. And I will talk to you all. Um, I love you all and stay safe.